Hello and welcome to Pals Pulls. This is, of course, the Comics Pals Weekly Show where we review comics. Full house, full house. Thank you for joining us on a special Wednesday. We do have Kale. What's up, hot dogs? Marco. Ooh, ooh. And Tyler. I, I, all I can think about is refrigerators at this point. <laughs> all right. Well, not going to touch that one with a 10-foot pole. We're, do- we're doing this. Marco will. <laughs> oh, boy. We're doing this because we're doing this today because we're going to be watching the flash and things of that nature on Thursday. So, you know, we didn't want to miss out on a week of pals. Bulls. Absolutely not. We've got five big books to talk about. How many? Five, a whole five. We've got void rivals. Number one, lots to talk about with this one. If you don't know, you will soon. If you stick with us. Click, click, boom, number one. Uh, Haunt You to the End, number one. This is uh, the, the first week ever, I think, by the way, where we did three image books in a row. Hmm. Or three image books in a week, rather. What? Uh, um, who's that cover by? Uh, this one here? Yeah, I didn't see what? that one. Yeah, That's let cool. me see if, uh, if there's like any kind of... Uh, this is Micah Sozo. Huh. Yeah, well, not I sure who they know. are. So, f- quick, fun story about this one, I guess. Um, when I got this from Midtown, I, I brought, you know, my books to the counter or whatever. And the girl, she's like, oh, um, did they have, do you remember if maybe they had any more of that uh, at the stands? And I'm like, yeah, there were others. And she's like, can you get me one? <laughs> so I was like, sure. And I went and got her the cover. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. Like, I, I might not have another chance to go and grab a cover, grab this cover before yeah. it's gone. I'm like, yeah, it's really great. And she's like, yeah, and it fits my aesthetic. She is completely goth. Like, yeah. jet black hair, you know, like the black nail polish, all that. Completely goth. This looks almost like her. So, uh, yeah. Fun yeah, Midtown and, and, story. And Midtown only takes you off the, the ball and chain uh, during your mandated breaks. So uh, they would have been gone by the time our next break. You're probably right, especially on a Wednesday. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 27. And the listener pick of the week, surprising me, actually, uh, Green Lantern number two, as voted by the uh, the Twitter the Twitter audience. So thank you for voting on that. Let's kick things off with the biggest book of the week. Let's talk about Void Rivals number one. This is by Robert Kirkman and Lorenzo De Felici, who have worked together uh, before. They worked on the, uh, what was the name of that other book they did together? I can't remember. Can't remember. It was good. It was good, whatever it was. Um, And Matthias Lopez. As well on colors, Russ Wooten on the letters. I have not read a Robert Kirkman number one to my recollection in quite some time. And I have to be honest. There's a lot to talk about with this book. But I don't feel like any of it will have to do with the story here. Yeah. (laughs) Because... There's really not much here. It very much feels like a prologue to something much larger. 
And we obviously know that, and we're going to talk about the realities of that. Um, we'll talk about the realities of that in a moment. But, um, yeah, I don't feel like there was that much here. It's interesting uh, because what comes at the end is going to, like you say, completely blows everything else away. But I found the actual story really good. Yeah, me too. And I was a lot, like, I was very surprised at the thing. It's not what I thought it was going to be for sure. Um, But I really enjoyed what it was doing. Mm. This is Kirkman's uh, enemies to lovers arc, really. Um, In this like intergalactic uh, warring race space book. Um, and like this whole first issue is kind of like just a meet cute, really, <laughs> with right. the most uh, weirdest crossover and introduction to an editorial line I think I've ever seen in comics. Um, not bad. I ain't complaining. Um, but like you can literally take that part out of this book, and I think it's a pretty fun first issue. Otherwise, did anyone else read it like that? I mean, I read it. We we get uh, our books early from Image. Thank you to Image and Skybound um, to review them. And so I read this before with the redacted pages. Mm. They sent out redacted versions. So the last three pages or whatever weren't available to me. And I was like, all right, this is fine. You know, this is a decent comic. I think the way the book actually ends, more so than the big reveal, does do I think what you guys are talking about, which is bring it all together. Um, you know, real quick, it's this, like you guys said, like a meet cute, these two characters who are from warring races, you know, they're stranded on this planet and they just need to get out of here. And they're breaking their own traditions and rules with each other because as far as they know, they're the only two living people that are here. And, you know, things progress and then there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, something crazy happens and, you know, these two characters realize that they might actually have a lot more in common than they know. Um, pretty cool. Like, if it didn't have the reveal, uh, I would say, okay, all right, sure. We'll see what, what Kirkman's cooking up, you know? Yeah. The reveal plus the way the book actually ends I think took this to be something that was like, all right, and interesting to, okay, this is one of the better books this week. And I'm very, very, very compelled to see where this will go. I like the whole bit of the the hand droid. Yeah. That was good. I I love a smarmy robot companion, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And also hand droid is is great. It's it's a great bit. Yeah. We've been, uh, we've been, Rewatching the good place mm. and the handroid reminded me of janet yeah sure. yeah i bet i love that um this might be my pick of the week actually whoa coming in hot i really really like i said i don't care about the reveal i will care about that right now i don't because genuinely the the chemistry between these two aliens was really intriguing to me. Yeah. And I was, I really loved what Kirkman set up here. 
and I'm almost really disappointed. Interesting. Interesting. I think I'm kind of with you, Kale, where like the the reveal was cool, but I was already in on the dynamic, on the relationship. I'm like, oh, this is turning out to be just fun. And then once we get that, it's like it kind of resets it for me of just, well, that was kind of wild. I don't know how that's gonna tie in, but <laughs> um but for me, I I I whistled in on uh, on the Handroid. Uh, the the first like little fight that they have like I all that stuff was excellent. I didn't even need I don't need the end like I didn't need the end for me to be like oh this is a a, a smaller decompressed story this is ideally something about relationships and love and I don't know that I've read a book from Kirkman that tackles that uh, so I w- I would have been fine without those things. So, so Matt in the YouTube chat sounds like says you sounds like you guys are just describing Saga. Nah, it it's no. not like Saga at all. Um, I think. Mm-hmm. That, I, I think mean, if that, if it went further, I think it could very easily. It could. Be saga. It could. Yeah. What we're describing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. listen, it's like Saga in the sense that it's a meet cute in space that features two people from an unlikely background coming together. That, yes, absolutely. That, and I think that there's nothing wrong. With that as a baseline, as long as things go in a different direction, which I think is pretty assured. I mean, it's very assured based on, you know, how this ends. So, like, I don't think that's wrong. I just think that there's more. You know, it's it's different. Matt's comment reminds me of that tweet where it's like a guy whose only movie he's ever seen was Boss Baby sees another movie. You know, this movie kind of feels like Boss Baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can, we, can we talk about and gush? Uh, about the Lorenzo De Felici art before we get into the reveal. Yeah, I mean, I have it. I have it on the. I have some of the art on the. Uh, I have the reveal panel as well. I do yeah. have some of the actual art on here as well. I'm yeah. so glad you brought it up because it's a massive part of about why I like it so much. Mm. The space that they use to tell this story and like their the visual storytelling. The characters look incredible. First of all, like. <laughs> the the lesser reveal, not the big big one, but the lesser one is that they're two aliens, roughly of the same species. Um, I would have been perfectly happy if these were just two robots. Same. Yep. I thought they, they were. I did. Yeah. Um, because they look so good. Um, and the yeah, just the the cinematography of mm-hmm. each page and tyler if you'll hit this page turn yeah the way this page turn hits just i mean this when i turn turn this it made me go okay this is a good book hell yeah and i like how they're simple designs you know like i feel like sometimes sometimes when you get like a space astronaut suit, like it gets a little too much. Mm-hmm, it feels yeah. like New Fifty Two Flash. It's like, all right, I get it. Yeah, um, yeah. They're straightforward. I, I think at the beginning I was worried this was this reminded me of the start of like Profit, and I kind mm-hmm, of viewed it from mm-hmm. that perspective of like from that aesthetic a little bit more. Um, but I'm glad that it didn't go in that hard sci-fi direction. This went into that. It was much more lighthearted, um, and just a relationship book. 
And there's right. something oh, uh, uh, before we uh, because I think we're about to get to it. But before yeah. we do, there's something just classic about the way Kirkman. It, it's it's no frills the way Kirkman like just deals with. Uh, I guess the way his dialogue is and the way things are paced. Um, like, yeah, you get splash pages like this, but there's nothing. I can't remember the last time his artists were like breaking the mold with, you know, like weird page layouts and panel layouts. Like it's always straightforward, but good. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Straightforward, um, but well executed. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And this just continues yeah. the trend of that. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to make sure that we gave a full rev- review of the book before we talk about the reveal so that if anybody does not want to hear this, you can jump off. If you're watching us live, you can come back in like five minutes. You, you know, you, you, be- you want to leave because we're going to show pages um, like five or so minutes, five, 10 minutes, and then you'll come back uh, if you want to. If not, skip ahead. If you're watching live, use the timestamps to skip ahead. But we are going to spoil the reveal now. So there's your, your spoiler warning. So these two characters stumble upon a ship, what looks like a craft that they intend to use to get off this planet. And then the ship fucking transforms. And it's an actual transformer. Yeah. A robot in disguise? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a robot in disguise named Jetfire. Kirkman said trans rights. For, for Pride Month. Let's go. Oh my God. I can't. I can't. <laughs> nice. Um, that's the way that we're learning about the new relationship between Boom and Hasbro. Or I'm sorry, not Boom. Image. Yeah, Image yeah. and Hasbro. Boom wishes. <laughs> yeah, they're, Boom. They're looking Boom at that Power Rangers wishes. license like, oh, oh, please don't. Image and Hasbro have struck a deal to bring Transformers and G.I. Joe over and they're going to play in this new energon universe which void rivals officially introduces we got some news about creative teams as well uh transformers number one which is out in october 23 will be by daniel warren johnson hey oh god that's it bye unreal pull that dude teaming up transformers nerd too like you ever see his like working space Yeah. yeah He promises suplexes, so I'm in. Uh, Mike Spicer will also be on this. Um, Duke, number one, is coming from Joshua Williamson and Tom Riley in December. And then in January 2024, we can expect Cobra Commander by Joshua Williamson and Andrea Milana. So pretty strong creative teams, I think. Uh, Hopefully there are more announcements. But Daniel Warren Johnson on Transformers, number one, and hopefully at least, you know, a chunk of that um, is super, super exciting to me. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting because, like, I don't know that I would go out of my way to pick up a Transformers book or a G.I. Joe book outside of these things. Like, outside of now Image. Because now that I know it's here, I'm like, oh, actually, I'd buy that. I, the creative team attached to it, I, I'm buying that. Especially yeah. that, that Daniel Warren Johnson thing. And I think this was uh, a huge move from Hasbro. This is going to have legs. It's it's in good hands with Maybe Image. Wheels. It's in good hands with Image. I'm I'm interested to see how they're going to factor GI Joe into it all. 
um, mm-hmm. because they're the kind of like outlier in that. But um, uh, the idea that, you know, the creative teams that Image can afford to assemble will be able to work on something as iconic as Transformers. Pretty cool. I really have never read a Transformers comic before, but I know this. Come October, I'll be here reviewing Transformers number one. 100%. So, very exciting. Uh, What did you guys think the reveal was going to be? I was sure it was going to be um, uh, the Kyle Higgins one. Oh, oh, the Massiverse? Yeah. The Massiverse. Yeah. yeah. Especially with, um, whatchamacallit? Better name. Um, with her like design, the the way that it looked like, um, uh, was it radiant black? Radiant black, yes. Yeah, yeah. I was I was sure, uh, and with the logo too, you know, they had the uh, the black hole in the background. I was like, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, give it a year before the Massiverse and the Energon universe. Uh. <laughs> well. Yeah. All right. So. Final thoughts on Void Rivals uh, minus the the reveal. And Tyler, if you could please uh, go away from that uh, image just in case. Uh, let's go back. Yeah, let's go back. Let's... Uh, final I've, thoughts. Uh, I thought it was good. good single issue. Good first issue. Mm. Yeah. I've uh, forgotten everything else we read, but I think this <laughs> is my pick of the week. <laughs> cool. Uh, I'm going to say pull. It's, it's solid without the reveal. Yeah. Way cooler with the reveal, and uh, I think you know a, a whole new world is about to uh, be unveiled, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, pull, easy pull, awesome. All right, before we jump into the next book, which is uh, another image, another image book, click, click, boom. Do want to let you guys know all about uh, you know where you can find us, how to support us, and what's coming up for us. So. Uh, the absolute best way to support us is, of course, by heading on over to patreon.com slash thecomicspals. We've got a lot of stuff there uh, that we want to give to you for supporting us. So um, whether it's book club, being able to vote in the book club poll, uh, which I kind of said it, Tokyo Ghost coming away with the win. Damn. Yes. Damn. I just want to point out, though. Uh, you really sold Tokyo Ghost, and then no sold everybody else on the pay on the Patreon post. Well, you did like a paragraph on Tokyo Ghost, and the rest of us were lucky to get a Sean rigging the results. Yet you want to you want to you want to hear my answer to that, Kale? Here's the answer. I am the one sitting there writing it, right? And so I have not read all of your picks, and I am not going to try to figure out the best way to present them. So if you guys want your paragraphs to be as well written as mine write them yourselves god damn yeah i i can't do that because i don't want to i'm just saying patreon poll power of the year the 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 loaded dice kill place loaded dice oh please come to my locals tomorrow or friday and see how loaded my dice are see how my die rolls i don't know you that well exactly pride month uh anyways lots of fun stuff happening on our patreon page so uh we would love it if you would check it out watch this show normally every thursday live at 6 p.m eastern uh the main show is live on saturdays at 10 15 a.m eastern this saturday 
we are doing a birthday show. Tyler and I are celebrating our birthdays, and we're doing it with you all. So that should be a lot of fun. Come hang out and talk to us. We're also going to dissect what has been happening this week with the hashtag Comics Broke Me and uh, all the all the lovely things that are happening on social media as a result of that hashtag. So Marco, we'll be diving that, into that as what well. What was that look you just gave? Mm-hmm. Marco just gave a look when he did that. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Oh, okay. Wow. I guess you really are busy with work. Yeah, dude. I, I, I just signed off to come onto the show. <laughs> that sucks. You know what doesn't suck? Our book clubs. Listen to the Flashpoint book club, which is out now. Um, we had a lot of fun talking about that book. For everything else, at the Comics Pals. Let's get into Click Click Boom number one. So this is by Doug Wagner on the words with art by Doug Dabs. Double Dugs. Kale. What? Never change. <laughs> For those of you who only who only listen, Kale just dabbed and a part of me died. <laughs> and he did it again and another part of me died. Soon enough, there'll be nothing left of me. Sean, can you dab? Fuck no. Colored by Matt Wilson. <laughs> Letters by Ed Dukeshire with designs by Erica Schnatz. This is a book that is about a woman who is deaf. Mute? Mute. 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 Both? mute. No, no, she can hear. Could be both. She can hear. Yeah. Mute. Mute. Okay, mute. Wait. I'm uh, mute. What do you say? Can you hear me? What? Oh. That was a podcasting joke. Wow. <laughs> I want to say something to you, Tyler, but it's too close to your birthday, so I'm not going to. It's too close to your birthday. It's You know what? You're right. It's too close to my birthday for you to be fucking with me like this. So, stop it. Damn. (laughs) I'm just having fun with Tyler. Um, So, anyway. The book's about a woman who is mute... And she has a very, very unique way of communicating with people via pictures, pictures that she takes and shows people in order to communicate. Now, right off the bat, I love the premise. Oh, I see Tyler making the no face. I'm I'm still not positive what the premise is. Yeah, I'm kind of with Calamus. Like, there's a gimmick. there's a gimmick. I don't know if there's a premise. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a yeah. cool, a cool character thing. But yeah. what's the, what's the story here? Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I, by the end of this, I couldn't really tell you what the story. I, well, I could kind of maybe tell you what the story is, but um, I didn't see the point of it. I don't know. I mm, keep going, Sean. But yeah. Uh, I mean, first of all. I really like the idea of a character who or a person who lives their life that way. Um, It's just like compelling in and of itself. Mm. Um, And she's involved in some kind of like secret war with this company, um, which we learned throughout the book. So there you go. This badass 
woman that's mute has taken it upon herself for whatever her reasons are to go to war with this company that I presume killed her mentor. Uh, that's what I got out of it. And I think that's a pretty interesting idea. And she's teaming up with this podcaster. I felt like that was me. She's teaming up with this podcaster, investigative journalist to, to uncover this whole thing. That seems like where the book's going. That's premise right there. I don't know what book you guys read. I just so the premise is that she communicates with pictures, yet she didn't in the whole issue. Like they tell us she does, but we don't really see her do that. We see her take plenty, but we really see her communicate from what I remember, right? Like she points at a picture once, I think, or or the 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 podcaster deduces that. Yeah, that's that's how we figure out the the mechanism um and that works well enough but it's not sure you know there's still a lot of i think ground that needs covered in that like there's not enough there for me to care yet cool gimmick uh yeah, I I think I I would need a little more. I I need more in order to want to invest myself in her mission, which at the surface level we don't know why yet, and that's all right. But um, I it it didn't it didn't give me a reason to want to care. Yeah, like I I couldn't really tell you much about. It's because we don't really have a POV character until two thirds way through the book when we see the podcaster. Like, yes, the main the, this I guess they're, they're calling her Elton John, right? I think that's the name that's going to yeah. stick because hopefully I guess she can't say her own I name so, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so like we see her and her, she's established and a little bit of backstory is established, but she's not our POV because we're seeing her do these things. So we don't get a POV until two thirds of the way through for the issue. So then that kind of kind of threw me around a bit in terms of like where I'm supposed to be as the reader. Um, so I think it was a little lopsided and, and, and just the storytelling sense of it all. Um, and then that, that final third just speeds through things. Um, so I think pacing was a bit of an issue. I thought the art was very good. I think the characters are promising, but I think that the, 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 the I guess the format and the structure of the issue Left me wanting. Hmm. Hmm. Man, I got a lot out of this. Um, I thought this was. I thought. I. I think it's interesting. I. I. I thought we should try something a little different, and in keeping with that, you know, this book is very different. It's by a creative team that you know. Wow. Gosh, have we read anything that included any of these names on it except for Matt Wilson and Ed Dukeshire? Maybe. Well. Definitely for Wilson or maybe yeah. for Dukeshire. Well, um, especially especially with all the titles that they advertised in the back of the book. Yeah, I assume yeah. from the writer. I was like, how have I never heard of any of these? <laughs> yeah, he he's, he has his whole like little mini universe going on. Vinyl is, I've read the first issue. Yeah, me too. Uh, first two issues, uh, that's pretty good. But um, I don't know that they tied together necessarily. They're just his books. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say 
pull on this. I know um, it didn't go over great with you guys, but I, I had fun with it. I think the art's really good. Um, I don't know. I I came away from this uh, curious and wanting to know more. Same. Uh, but I... I, I don't think it was executed as as well as I, I would have liked. I will say, that's a damn good cover. And I think some of the color in this book, I mean, it's Matt Wilson, so veteran at this point. Um, Staple? There, what was that? Staple? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Matt Wilson is like multiple Eisner nominee, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the best of all time. Yeah. Um I'll probably give this another issue. See where it goes. I typically give things two issues as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give anybody that's a POD fan at least another issue. POD. What was the POD reference? To, to the whole title. Click click boom. Is that not POD? Fair, fair. <laughs> okay. I thought they mentioned the youth of a nation somewhere in this. It's turning into a new metal podcast. I'm down. I don't know what they get. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Oh my god, Marco, <laughs> culture yourself. <laughs> let's let's hit some comics before we move on. Uh, Philosopher King says, "Oh, so this is a self-insert comic for Sean." Uh, <laughs> what would you yeah. do in this situation, Sean? Like, say this was you. What would you I get, do? Yeah, you got pistol whipped just because you were looking into Alan Moore uh, uh, history. I guess if I got pistol whipped, I'd probably be dead. But my philosophy is that um, black people should avoid all situations of this nature. Any situation that is going to end up involving like police or danger or horror or ghosts or anything that's like that, that, that's like that, like we should not mess with. So I'll never go to a haunted house. I'm never going to like, I'm never doing anything like that. Um, and, And in this situation, I would stay my ass home. There's no need for me to be out in the field at all. Yeah. Like how you lumped in police with ghosts. <laughs> because it's all dangerous to me. Okay. That, like <laughs> everything above is dangerous to me. So I'm not messing with it in real life. <laughs> Those two are very connected. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Police could make me a ghost. I don't want to deal with it. I'm good. I don't want to be involved. So yes, I, I avoid all of those uh, situations. Uh, Comic Boom says, I can speak from experience that communicating through pictures is very problematic. Uh, my daughter is good at it, but it has limitations and advantages. Lots of potential if written well. That's fascinating. Hmm. Yeah, previously that's he said he said his daughter is on the spectrum, so that's how uh, she communicates. So. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Hmm. I just um, anecdotally just listened to a podcast that was about uh, people who um, can't speak. And uh, the way that a lack of language alters the way that they see the world and the yeah. way that they form ideas about communication and like everything about the way you you figure the world out is different. Um, and I just thought that was fascinating. So I, I uh, would like to see maybe that touched on in this book, you know, I hope it is like I, you can't. I mean, I mean, you could, but Why not? it's hard. To, I mean, I, I was going to say you can't do that in issue one. Oh, yeah. Sure. You right. can't delve deep enough into that, but you, you could. And maybe that's why I'm so willing to like like sure. it, because I feel like there's so much potential uh, in the premise. So 
I guess mm -hmm. that's where it's coming from. Uh, <laughs> Young Wavy says, I love the fact that you guys keep it real and talk about it. You know it, brother. That's what we do on this podcast. Uh, you, thank you, Atomic Hound. Yes, let's get over 1.5. Yes, 1.5K subs is on the horizon for us. We're like three away. So if you're for some reason not subscribed, now's a great time to do that. Also, hit the like button if you like what we're doing. Super chats are open. All that good stuff. Thank you all so much for being a part of this. Let's roll right on to the next book. Let's talk about Haunt You to the End. This was a good. This is another number one uh, from Image under the Top Cow imprint by Ryan Katie, our boy. We haven't spoken to him in a while, but uh, good, good boy. Art by Andrea Moody, who uh, we also love on this podcast. Uh, Moody did... Um, Fearscape? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Fearscape. Oh, right. which I was going to ask, yeah. Yeah. And Very Letters cool. by Frank Vekovic, who uh, we don't know on this podcast until now, but now that we do, we love him too. So speaking of horror, this is a straight-up horror book um, that... You know what? Really surprised me. Really surprised me. Um, first of all, first of all, we're coming hot off the heels of the 30th anniversary of none other than Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. God damn. It was Friday. And I'll I'll be damned if Mr. Ryan Katie did not pattern this first issue to some degree after Jurassic Park. It it starts in the exact same way. The exact same way. How does Jurassic Park start? It starts with them finding or delivering the 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 Velociraptor and them getting eaten, right? And it's like, wow, that's going to be crazy. Uh, this book starts with, you know, presumably them encountering a ghost, mm. this ghost hunter encountering a ghost. And then it shifts gears to an old man who needs to bring people with him for a mission to go figure all this ghost stuff out, just like Jurassic Park then goes into an old man who wants to take him to his island. So hats off. It's a great structure, and I think it works really well here. I, I'm a sucker for this type of structure. So I'll go off the bat. This is my pick of the week. I, I love this. I love this. Nice. Great. Um, I like ghost books. Um, but uh, like that structure, like Aliens, one of my favorite movies. When you, when you have a group of people where like you know some of these people are fodder, who is it going to be? <laughs> um, and like everyone's like a specialist in some form of another for something. I think of like Alien. I think of Jurassic Park. I think of Deep Blue Sea, one of my favorites, where, mm -hmm. where it's just like, all right, I get to see these people get killed off in weird ways. Um, and I think it, it lends itself really well to a comic. I think of um, Scott Snyder's The Wake. Um, yeah. Great book like that. Uh, uh, more recently. Oh, shit. What was that book? Um. Uh, Stuart Eminent on art. It was another one of those like water books, whatever. Um, but I just I love the premise of it, and and this being also a sci fi book simultaneously. It's like all right, you put peanut butter in my chocolate here. Um, mm. Sci fi ghost book where they're on an island full of unexplainable horrors. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm into it. It's and I thought it was a whereas you know we talked about click click boom where I didn't really feel the pacing of that uh, work too well. Oh, this is great. Introduces a two of the cast, where we're going to be, gives us some frights in between. Um, and then, like, the uh, I'm not as familiar with Andrea Moody because I did not read Fearscape, but holy hell, some of the pages and panels in this are gorgeous. Um, the cover is an indication of what you're going to get for your interiors, interiors which is nice. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, I was like, oh yeah, this this works. This this scratches my itches. If uh, if anyone wants anybody in chat wants a recommendation for more moody art, uh, and in the same horror vein, but like as a slasher film, Maniac of New York, amazing. Oh, that's, that's moody too. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah, good okay. stuff. Um, and I I think I felt somewhat similar to you, um, Tyler, where like I liked the structure, I I liked the way that this got paced out. Um, I had a lot of fun in this. My only, uh, not hesitation, but because my only plot hole is like, did we need to get the initial setting of an environmentalist catastrophe? I felt like that didn't get explored as much here. Like we understand that, oh, you know, because of that, this island's gonna go away. But I imagine that there's uh you need all that preamble just to set up this one setting for that length of time. Like that, that, that felt a little forced, not that it didn't work, but I could sort of see the machinations there. I, I viewed that bit as like, Oh, they can have an issue where the air quality isn't good. And now you have stakes there. Like, I, I feel like mm. it, it will lead to stakes down the line. Um, although a little bit of it was like, all right, yeah, I know. I get it. The world is going to go to shit. Okay. Um, but I kind of look past. I'm like, all right, there's our sci-fi setting. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, were you talking about the the excavation bit where we see the old man doing his archaeology stuff? Uh, just the even just like the first what is it page in 2050, the failure of the world's government to reduce carbon and you know all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. I thought this would be more like a, an environmental focused book, but then it pivoted hard to ghosts and ghouls and you know mystery and i'm like oh i hope we get to explore some more of that because i don't want to feel i i didn't want this to feel as just this was set up here as kind of like a MacGuffin and doesn't get addressed down the road i i I see what you mean we don't yet understand fully how yeah that is going to play into the book i i agree with that yeah um i think I think the only real issue I, I had with this, um, I, and and again, like huge fan of, of Moody's art, I felt like the plane sequence uh, didn't work that well for me. Um, it didn't, it didn't quite sell how crazy of a situation they were in, like how scary that could have been. Um, and then when we see the guy, like, having hands like grasped around him yeah i didn't feel that panel it's too small there's Mm -hmm. so many panels on that page that's the most important thing that happens on that page it should not be that small maybe they're trying to sell because it is a guy looking at it through a phone or a tablet rather so maybe they're trying to sell it from that perspective but for me to really feel how crazy that is i gotta see it and the first time i looked at this panel i was like uh what's even happening i had to look a little closer I think that could have been better. That feels intentional for me, though, because the way you're yeah. it, because the skeptic is the one viewing it. You know, he's like, well, I can't really see that. It almost gives us the same plausible deniability that he can have. No, we see it. It's happening. I just want to see it better. Like, we know it's happening. How It can't be denied. You know what I'm saying? No, what? I, I, Go ahead. Sorry. I, I think what Tyler's saying is, like, thematically, yeah. because he's the one that viewed it. He is the skeptic, like the panel itself therein becomes smaller because that's how they want to present it. And is the premise too that you can only see these things through the camera, that fancy camera they have on there, like their I don't, body camera? I don't think we know that yet. 
Okay. Yeah. I don't think we know that for sure. That'd be an interesting wrinkle. Um, yeah, otherwise, this was this was really strong. I'm glad to see uh, Ryan Katie, yeah, you know, getting a getting a series like this. Hopefully, uh, people support it. It's it's quite good. Yeah, yeah definitely. Got it. Yeah, good to see his name. Uh, Paul. Uh, are we reviewing any DC comics this week? We sure are. We will be getting to DC here shortly. Uh, did you miss Marco's minute? Marco's minute is something that we dread to do. It's we, when Sean Tyler and I, when we've misbehaved, <laughs> we have to submit ourselves to a Marco minute, and we've actually been pretty good here recently. So, which is a weird. Uh, Marco's usually used to the reverse of that kind of dynamic, but it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. My my preference is to never experience that. But. Yeah, we, we we could try to make it happen though. Um, we really shouldn't, but we can um, try. You know, <laughs> j- just for time traveler, we we could we could probably try. Maybe not this episode. I mean, the I'm audience getting, is demanding it. I'm just saying. I'm I'm kind of getting the vibe from the group that I don't know. So I I don't want to I don't want to step on any toes here. All right, you want to do a Marco's minute? Oh, you don't have to give me one. You know, a little pity one. At the, it's it's all right, Sean. I mean, you know, just as long as you have the timer up. I mean, you know, you've been there. talking for about a minute already. So, <laughs> yeah, you've been filibustering for a minute already, wasting time on this damn podcast. Got ten seconds left, right? Okay, Marco, you want to do a Marco's minute? Here we go. Since you want to talk, uh-huh. why don't you introduce the next book and talk uh-huh. about it up front? For one minute, starting now. It's Spider-Man, by the way. Okay, thank you. Uh, Spider-Man. A, uh, coming off the heels of 26. Creative not, team. Already fucked it up. <laughs> well, but hold on. Let me get into it. Coming off the heels of uh, uh, of, of 26, I didn't expect the, the sort of shift in tone that we get. Um, one of the big changes here is in the art, uh, and I've infamously have not been a fan of it. Zeb Wells, Ed McGinnis uh, on this one. It was nice to see. Um, Mark Farmer as on the inks, and then Marcio Menyes uh, as a colorist. Um, Joe Carey Magdon letters. I am, I have really mixed feelings on this being the follow-up coming out of what just happened with Miss Marvel. This felt like they put him, tossed her to the side, and don't want to actually continue uh, to really dig on on the emotional side, and that's a shame. Your time's up. I, Thank I've, goodness. I've never heard somebody speak in large font and double spaced before. Uh, <laughs> that was the school book report. I forgot to do of of minutes. Painful. Painful. Marco, we didn't. You didn't even say it was twenty seven or the creative team. <laughs> I did say the creative team. He got to the creative did team. He? Uh, I, I checked that. Yeah. It's okay. Tyler tuned out. That's what I, happened. I did, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That was, that was just brutal. Um, look, I got to tell you, this book was fucking amazing. God damn I it. can't get enough of this comic, but I'm addicted to Amazing Spider-Man. I love it. Wow. This that's was awesome. my pick of the week by a country mile Nothing close. Wrap it up. No questions. This really? is dynamite. Huh? Dynamite. Uh, hmm. I didn't dislike it, but like, I, whoa, I haven't felt that about Spider-Man in 
what do you what what are you yeah, seeing in this that I'm that I'm not getting out of it? This is this is quintessential Spider-Man storytelling. This is it. This is what Spider-Man comics are about. This is all they're about, and I love it. First of all, A plus art, oh. ridiculous yeah. Ed McGinnis art, top of the mountain of Spider-Man artists. He's he had like not number one. I get that, no problem. This is amazing art. <laughs> this is incredible art. Sure right? Enough, Philosopher King said Sean is the foremost defender of Zeb, Zeb Wells' amazing Spider-Man on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> My only complaint about Ed McGinnis' uh, Spider-Man is that his Peter Parker looks like a meathead. <laughs> Everyone looks like a meathead with Ed McGinnis. Everyone yeah. does, but Peter Parker should not look like a meathead. He's and acting like a meathead got, this issue. You, well, I mean, that's Zeb Wells' whole, whole run. Uh, but he's got that like that sort of fat football player cheek. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. I, I I cannot. Uh, Ed McGinnis is like he's up there for like like capes and cows mm-hmm. superhero comics for me. I love I love how he gave Doc Ock the the Edgar haircut. Like he kind of stuck with it. Um, the new Doc Ock tentacles, gang gang. Those are um, cool. I was pretty excited about that. Yeah. Uh, I just, I got whiplash with this issue. Oh, what do you mean? In terms of this being 27 and after all of the shit we yes. went through on 26. It, it, it felt like they just brushed it aside. They're like, oh yeah, that was a thing that happened. Cool, it let's almost keep going. Felt like, it felt like to me, it's one of those canned issues they had on the side. And they filled it in and then they wrote the dialogue afterwards in a way. I don't, what do you complain? This is Spider-Man. I what? agree. No. I agree. 150%. No. I think I just might have PTSD from all the drama this of 26. Is, this is his life. It sucks. Peter Parker's life My sucks. man, straight after Gwen Stacy died, he was fighting fucking, doing the same thing. Fighting the Shocker. Thank you. Like, oh, did I didn't even care about this issue that much, but like. You're sitting here complaining about how a Spider-Man story goes. Well, well, I'm not complaining. I'm just, I like the issue. I'm not even looking at you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm complaining, Kale. (laughs) Yeah, you're who I'm looking at. (laughs) Listen, I just want to point out that I didn't even get to gush how I wanted to. All right. So, oh my God. (laughs) See, I want you, Tyler, to get to the first, uh, the first picture that i wanted you to you want uh, yeah i got it here post up badoom let's do some comics anatomy because this is this is my this is my page of the week uh shocker blasting spider-man like that is an example of every single aspect of a comic book working perfectly together yeah like every single aspect the line that shocker says Completely nails their dynamic. It's, it's very simple. Uh, what does he say? Blaster set to serious or something Gauntlet like that? Set Gauntlet's, to Gauntlet's set to Gauntlet serious. set to serious. Perfect dynamic. Shocker and Spider Spider Man doesn't take Shocker seriously. He never does. So now Shocker is like, all right, it's time to get serious, and he blasts Spider Man really good. And then the incredible sound effects over Spider Man, yeah, who's been rocked. And then the unbelievable art from Ed McGinnis and 
the Marcio Menes colors that pop just so brilliant. Those colors are so amazing. They pop so brilliantly. They're what bring life to this whole sequence. This is a phenomenal page. You can put this page up against any page of a Spider-Man comic. You look at this and you understand it. This is Spider-Man. The, somehow Ed McGinnis made this this uh, Spider-Man costume look good too. Yeah. I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> it's not a good costume, but it no, looks fine with him. But he he makes it work. Yeah. There's two things and, I love together. It's uh, Shocker and Blastin. So. And and if you could just if you could go to the next one, yeah, because so now uh, Shocker has since threatened that he's going to kill Spider Man and Black Cat, and that causes Spider Man to freak out. Um, and this is who Spider Man is. Everything can be fun in games until someone whose life is not Peter Parker's is threatened. That's Spider Man. Spider-Man pulls his punches with everybody. He knocked Shocker out because you don't threaten people. That's Spider-Man's whole game. And that's what I thought across the Spider-Verse misunderstood, by the way. That's where I thought it got something wrong. This is Spider-Man's reaction to the idea that someone might die. Yeah, It's vicious, violent protection if it has to be. Whatever it takes. Were you hearing the animated series... uh... Uh, symbiote yes. Spider-Man screaming Shocker's name. Yes, that's a great uh, <laughs> yeah, episode, yeah, by the way. Yeah, like, Shocker. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great. Uh, and then the last one, Tyler. Yeah, uh, I, the the knockout one got lost in the sauce, but yeah, I have the other one. Okay, yeah. Uh, the last one is uh, J. Jonah Jameson uh, yelling on the phone, and what I love about this sequence is that you can hear it. Like, don't you just hear J.K. Simmons? Yeah. Dude, yeah. I don't even hear voices when I read comics. I'm not, like, I just read them. I don't hear voices. Except I, in rare occasions, and this is one of them. I think the the use of the red and, like, the bolds yeah. and the mixing them, you get a really good dynamic volume, even though it's not necessarily, like, it, you can't hear it, obviously, but you can play it out and know where to emphasize certain things. That's uh, fun. Sean, who was the letter again? Oh, uh, this was lettered oh, by Caramagno. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, the lettering. I was said great it in, in my issue. minute, bro. Uh, all three of the pages that I have, have showcased on the stream, um, uh, the lettering is insane. So they they had the Doc Ock one where like it was like I think my favorite onomatopoeia of the of the year, slurch of the sound of yeah. tentacles swarming. It's disgusting. <laughs> but like that that splash page you mentioned of the shocker shocking uh, Spider Man, where it's got that big badoom, but yeah. it's transparent in the text. So you can yeah. still see the art sick, but still have the sound effect, which is like, oh, I don't think I've seen that before. You know, um, it worked great. Unbelievable skill and talent from every single member of this creative team, the way they're following up with the Green Goblin stuff, mm, I was gonna ask the Queen that. Goblin sequence, which felt ripped right out of a, of a Raimi movie with the framing of that sequence and her popping up out at the end and reminded me of Spider-Man 2 uh, with the way that, uh, well, Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 1, quite frankly, where the way that Doc Ock attacks all the people in the uh, in the hospital oh, and then he comes out, the way that Green Goblin pops out, just, just right hitting it right on the button. To me, 
This is one of the best Spider-Man comics that I have read at least in a decade. I loved it. Hmm. I loved it. Hmm. I don't get this business with Doc Ock's tentacles. Oh, how is I don't get it. Pair? I don't like yeah. it. It's on the blockchain. <laughs> okay, I did not like that part mentioning. Yeah, I was like, all right, I get it. They're just goopy and drippy, and that's it. Yeah. That was in the uh, the nine hundred issue, right? Where where the yes. the yeah. Digimon James like the tentacles have the old tentacles have its own mind, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's weird. I could talk about this book for another five minutes, but I dude, won't. Uh, I felt bad when you saw the you saw how beat up the tentacles got. I'm like, oh, poor thing. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's pretty good. But like, why? What are we doing? <laughs> This is a tin can there, man. What? Come yeah. on. I will say I felt uh, more for Norman uh, and his dealing with the death of Kamala than I did for Peter. <laughs> I'm just so used to Peter having <laughs> to deal with this. It's nothing to me anymore. You know, it's the same cycle. It was new for Norman to go through that. So I found that more compelling. I don't feel for anybody. I I will never feel anything for Norman Osborn. I so. love Norman Osborn. He's one of my favorite characters of all time. He's a tremendous character. But I know where this is going. Hell yeah. Can't wait. That'll be good. If if Wells can pull that off, I might give this whole run a, a second shot. Wait, wait, what are we talking about? What, He's talking about the, the DIY. Uh, it's for Spider-Man uh, fans. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I could probably leave it. Sean, is there going to be like a Gargano Champa kind of betrayal after this uh, this friendship <laughs> happens here? 150 percent yeah, yeah. it's Oof. gonna be beautiful to watch it's a beautiful disaster needs Peter's to be so though. stupid yeah. <laughs> right like how He's an idiot how could you how could you i've said it a million times i would never trust norman osborne are you kidding me i, I put that even, dude in the ground i wouldn't even trust norman osborne in the real world to buy his own book like no way <laughs> this dude sucks Polar Pass, what do you guys say? This is a good standalone issue. Um, If it weren't for the baggage that it carries from the Kamala stuff, I think I would like it a lot more. Uh, But as a standalone issue of Spider-Man, this is really, really good. Yeah, I said Polar I think I'm literally verbatim what Kel said. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Give it a pull. All right, good. The next issue is by McGinnis still, too. All right. I wasn't, I was afraid. Sometimes McGinnis is like, all right, I'm only going. All right. right. He's, he's doing these three issues, that, looks like. Is that oh. for the foreseeable future? He's doing the next the next three issues. So this, so this is a four-issue arc. This Doc oh, your boy's back on oh, the book. Yeah. Which then lines up perfectly with that superior announcement. So we'll see. By the way, don't care about superior. Zebwell's Doc Ock, written tremendously. Loved every line of dialogue. Doc Ock is back to crazy. Thank goodness. No more fan fiction bullshit. What if we get, moving along? What if we get Zeb Wells and uh and 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 McGinnis on Superior Spider-Man? Don't want it. Wow. Uh Green Lantern. Number two. This is a book that um has really been a surprise from a from a sales standpoint. The book is doing quite well. Um, from that standpoint, and uh, it won our listener pick, which you can always vote in. 
Uh, the poll always goes up on Fridays and it lasts until Wednesday. You get to influence this show by just heading on over to Twitter at the Comics Pals and uh, casting your vote. Whatever wins, we'll review. Green Lantern won. Uh, written by Jeremy Adams. Zermanico on art. Colors by Romulo Fajardo Jr. And letters by Dave Sharp. Tyler. Yeah. What do you think of this one? So I read one and two back to back. So I, I was absent for the first issue discussion. I, I, I ain't feeling it at all. Um, it the, the whole the storytelling uh, uh, trick of going into the past and then forward to present day. It feels aimless and pointless um, and ultimately is confusing, I think, because um, what are we going into the past a day earlier? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's not different enough to warrant it, in my opinion. So I think that is out of place. Um, and how's a, how is a dick as a character? He is, but he feels like a different, he feels like a douche in this. Does that make, does that make sense? Um, it's not the right characterization for him as the jerk that he is in a way. He feels a lot more like guy, in my opinion, in this than he does Hal. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, the stalking Carol uh, top lane, I agree that that's a guy thing. I don't feel like it's a Hal thing. Um, and Kilowog showing up apparently out of nowhere. Un, just, it doesn't even, like, it almost felt like Hal was having like a schizophrenic moment. He was seeing Kilowog. <laughs> um, I didn't understand that. The art's fine. It's just, yeah, I'm not feeling this. As a guy who's read a lot of Green Lantern, um, I found the backups to be much more compelling. Um, hmm. and then this also kind of confirmed my fear, uh, with the, the, the launch of night terrors coming so soon after these new number ones that it would disrupt the book. So we go right into a night terrors event and then like the backup, which I was enjoying, it's like, yeah, we'll see you in September. I'm like, all right, geez. Okay. I won't even remember what I read at that point. SDC. Um, so yeah, I wasn't really feeling this from a couple different directions. Do we know will the the see you in September? Will that be the full book though? The the John Stewart. Uh, I believe so. so. Yeah, I'll forget that. Yes. Th this will become a John Stewart book. Is yeah. You're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, there the is a well. Yeah, yeah, there is a John Stewart book coming it, from it, the same creative team. And Kale, the the world that they're in in that John Stewart book, that's the. Is that like the Stanley take on Green Lantern or something like that? Is that's a certain world, I think. Oh, interesting. Where it's like no, I it's not. It was like uh, it's not that. Okay, it's I definitely sure. not that. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just feeling good this week or something. But I like this one too. Yeah. Um. Oh. Go ahead. I will say I didn't. Re I didn't listen to your review of the first one because I didn't read the book. Um. I didn't want to get it spoiled, so I don't know <laughs> your opinions on this. I don't even remember what I thought about the first one, to be honest with you. But uh, I I enjoyed this nice little Ghostbusters gag up front, which I thought was really funny and cute um, and, and very good art on that, too. Just a, a tremendous uh, double page splash by Zermanico, who is tremendous um, all across the board. Uh, I really love the art. I think, the, again, the Zermanico art is phenomenal and I love the colors as well. Um, I think the 
I think that 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 combination is a great presents a great look for Green Lantern. Like even even here, um, just something as simple as how flying through the sky. Like I love that choice of green and the, that particular green. Um, I just think I just think it looks fantastic. Uh, and and as far as house characterization, um, I don't know. I mean, he's he's clearly desperate to me. That's what I'm getting. He he needs something to root him to the ground. And normally that would be his relationship with Carol, but she's not here for him anymore. She's not. She's no longer waiting on the ground for him to decide that he's ready to come back down to Earth. Life is moving on without him. And he's becoming more of a dick because he's becoming more desperate. So I don't excuse the behavior. Obviously, it's not cool, but I don't think that it's uh, out of bounds with respect to, like, you know, character assassination or anything like that. I think it's an extension of who he is in a desperate moment in his life. Yep. I, I Sorry. Uh, 100%, I think, agree with you, Sean, that this is this is him having lost the person that he cares about and now is wayward and has to sort of figure out refigure out who he is like yes he wants to fly and yes that is his big thing but how does that translate to him having normal relationships with people and friendships and how, like how does that extend to his personality and i think it's warping him um and uh, yeah hard agree on all the art this stuff th- this book this was almost going to be my uh uh pull of the week but beat the first one beat it out just ever so slightly um i was a fan of this and i think coming from a place where i don't know how well or at all that this being that introduction um i can buy this and i can see that there's going to be some sort of character growth from here on The other thing that is surprising to me and maybe refreshing, um, and normally this would bother me, but for some reason it doesn't, there's nothing happening. Like there's no like great larger story unfolding right now. This is kind of just how, you know, getting back to basics and trying to, as I said, orient himself again. And maybe it's because of night terrors being on the horizon That's what it felt like that they're not able to get a start, which is unfair. And really, that should not happen. Um, I think that Jeremy Adams and Co. are doing a great job. And the fact that they immediately get disrupted like this, that sucks. Jeremy just got kicked off of the Flash prematurely. That's not my opinion. That's a fact. Because Jeremy Adams has said it, that he he was removed from the book before his time uh, was up, according to what he thought. So that sucks. And, you know, for this to happen on Green Lantern, it's like, damn. You know, sad. I I feel like if that's the case, though, I feel like Adams is really working it really well. Like, to me, this does feel more natural than uh, it would in anyone else's hands. Or in any other case that we've seen before, you know, something leading into an event. 
Were you guys confused about that that cliffhanger? Because the the night terrors that show up, whatever the hell they are, looked a lot like the Revenant Queen's stuff in the backups. But yeah, as far I, as I can tell, they're I not of, connected. I sort of thought that they were until I saw the night terrors thing. Yeah, yeah, I was like, so, oh, then, then I, your I antagonist know. looks very similar. I, it didn't bother me. I've been excited for Night Terrors, so seeing that this ties in somehow, um, and is like ghost and horror related stuff, um, I'm like, oh, cool, okay, neat, that works for me. I guess one of the, I'm, I'm gonna gripe about it again, sorry. Um, but one of the other things is like, I just hope Carol becomes more than just something. She doesn't feel like a character in this as much as a goal. For Hal, you know, for a character that, that was her own lantern at one point, you know, and they joke about it. And um, it just feels she's a little. I don't know I that guess. she feels I don't know that she feels like a goal. I think she feels like an ex and he's not over this ex. And I think they're yeah, going to got to cut your ex out of your life completely. That's what I did. I mean, that's what you do, but maybe not how <laughs> I'm like, I think I think he's going to from that point on, he's going to. Uh, sep like start to separate, start to like remove those attachments. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I definitely get where you're coming from on that one, Tyler. Um, yeah. I think right now the book seems to be very, very much about a reintroduction to Hal and having him orient and adjust back to life. And so I'll certainly forgive a more shallow supporting cast for now if the book is still like that in four yeah. issues or something like that then we probably have an, a, a problem on our hands because he does have a supporting cast like it was taika wikiti's character in the freaking green lantern movie that that's an established friend that hal has you have yeah hector hammond yeah. occasionally uh ollie big one right there when's the last time we've seen them actually get to do fun stuff um so we'll see. Right now, there's a bit of a shallow howl for me. But <laughs> uh, I I say pull. I enjoyed the book. Um, I don't have thoughts on the backup, by the way. You guys said it all. <laughs> but he, just brain went off for it. Uh, yeah. I don't. I I okay. don't really like backups. I really, really wish they weren't sure. in comics. And if I have to read them, they got to be really great. I got a question. This whole the United Federation of Planets get taking over for the Guardians. When did that happen? Where did that happen? I'm out of the mix on all of that. I don't know Very anything about DC about space right now. Yeah. Uh, thoughts? Any other? You know, poll pass. Yeah, I, I thought it was fine. If you like Green Lantern, it's a Green Lantern book. You'll like it. Yeah, you're just not yeah. in space. Yeah, it's fun. All right. Uh, let's talk about what we've been reading this week. So, Tyler, what you been yeah, reading? Yeah, so I got some what to read and stuff here. I only got answers from you and me, but <laughs> it's fine. Uh, Sean, you are continuing to read Tales of the New Teen Titans, the, the Judas Contract, right? That's what it is? Yeah. There's a lot of Judas yeah. stuff. So, so I, actually, I, I, I have it right here. This okay, is a very, uh, very nice Ooh. copy. Um, this was a gift from uh Atomic Hound. Hopefully Whoa. he doesn't mind me saying so. 
yeah, huge thank you to for that. Uh, I finally got the chance to dive into it. Um, it's by Mar Marv Wolfman, George Perez. Uh, that's that's the team, right? Uh, as yep. far as I know, um, and uh, there was a lot of a lot of speculation that I wouldn't like it. A lot of people saying it probably wasn't for me. And you know what? I have to tell you that I actually have really enjoyed it so far. Um, mm. This I'm, is the I, is this the Deathstroke Terra stuff? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I'm about halfway through it. And I, I think it's great. Like I get, I definitely get why people enjoy it so much. Um, you know, when I know that I'm reading a book from a different time period, it's almost like my brain switches and I'm mm -hmm. more tolerant of what the style was at that time. Mm -hmm. So like if someone wrote a book exactly like this today, I would have problems, you know, overwritten and things like that. But um, I think Marv Wolfman is doing a lot of work in terms of the scripting. I get these characters from just the half of this that I've read yeah. way more than I do from anything I've ever read that had the Titans in it before. And to be fair, I am not an aficionado, but I've really, really got who these characters are supposed to be from this and the relationship dynamics. Um, I also love the fact that um Wolfman leaves things to be understated like he doesn't overexpress everything like when they're fighting with brother blood and they're like captured mm -hmm. I felt like if Nightwing were were with them like if he were able to lead them they would have had an easier time but because even brother blood remarks oh they're so disorganized and I I interpreted that because their field leader is not able to help um and so I love that we got to see them struggle because Nightwing is mind control. Um, and he's not even Nightwing yet, as far as where I'm at. Like, he's given up the Robin moniker. And it just feels like drama. This feels like exactly why I love comics so much. It's drama. It's soap opera with costumes and capes. This is fantastic. This is classic stuff. I love George Perez. Phenomenal art. I love the fact that these they're basically like rock stars. They're on television shows having debates. It's so good. This is this is fantastic. So, um, like I said, I'm halfway through, but I have I I haven't disliked anything. Great stuff. Thank you. From what I remember, this always feels like DC's Claremont X Men. Mm. They you were I mean? absolutely contemporaries. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. So, um, it is I a different. The, it's a different style, but it holds up. I think the uh, um their crossover issue i think some of the oldies in the chat might have to uh correct me here but i think their crossover issue um did better than almost all of the jla avengers ones with the exception of recently yeah oh interesting. because they were so similar and they were so uh uh, uh well loved you've sold me on that just based on that comparison and the fact that they are contemporaries, like I have a soft spot for that era of Claremont yeah. X-Men. Yeah. I I mean, I'm, I'm very surprised to hear that Sean enjoyed it, but uh, knowing that Jean Grey's his favorite character, that was also Claremont's favorite character. Like you can fucking tell. Yeah. So, you know, it also, it makes a ton of sense. If you, if you can handle Claremont, you can definitely handle Wolfman. 
I yeah, I enjoy everything I've read of the the Claremont X Men era. So bring yeah. back Starfire's hair. That's what I gotta say. Yo, yeah. the style, like the like the character style, their costumes, just ev- like everything is just so good and on point. It's fantastic. How about you, Tyler? What you reading? I checked out a a, a book new for me. Came out today. Like, whoa, a novel? No, oh, I don't know how to read those. There's no pictures. Um, <laughs> I got the I got ADHDs. Come on, um, no, I checked out uh, the Return of Battle Chasers today. Uh, Battle Chasers number ten, this new, the oh, Joe Mad really? book, um, and I picked it up because it's Ludo uh, Lulabi on art who drew the Warcraft comics that I love. Yo, um, pretty much uh, established the look of Varian Varian Rin, who is my second favorite Warcraft character of all time. So, um, who's your first favorite? Oh, it's Garrosh. I, I'm a Garrosh stan. I love that guy. Um, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Unapologetic asshole genocidal maniac. Love him. He's the best. I just took mental damage. Dude, I got <laughs> Gorehal behind me. I have a Gorehal replica. You do? So, it's foam. It's foam. Hold on. Oh. Well, still, yeah. I like how Sean's like, it, uh, or I guess if we're making reference to Claremont, yeah, psionic have... damage. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I like I like Garrosh a lot. So um that so I check cool. this out because I like the art. I like Joe Mad's art too. Joe Mad's stuff down on Inhumans was uh underappreciated, honestly. Um and I read this. It's about what I expected. Um it's just seamless fantasy book, but it just looks good. It's like uh it just felt like action figures the book, you know what I mean? Um and I mean that lovingly. So uh, I'll probably read this. It, it like it felt good to read this because it's like, all right, not much is happening, but cool stuff is happening. You know what I mean? Um, did you so read the the one through nine? I did not, but there's a lengthy uh, catch up thing because I it's been how many years since the uh, issue many. nine? Like a decade, I think. More probably. Um, yeah. So uh, there's a good recap that I was like, all right, I think I, I think I can I think I can figure this out. So. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll check it out. Hale, are you saying that the Teen Titans cartoon deals with the Judas contract? Yeah. So they they sh- they shifted a bit, but the big part of the story is Tara's turn. Like she, it's revealed that she's working for uh, uh, Deathstroke, and the focus the focus on it? the whole thing is how she betrays Beast Boy specifically. And it is heart wrenching. Oh, yeah. Sean, was that uh, a spoiler? No, I, I oh, figured okay. that. I wasn't yeah. sure. <laughs> it's it's so bad. patently obvious. Yeah, they, they telegraph okay. it pretty early in, in the Judas contract. They literally spoil it in the like in the the early um the the words of George Perez and Marv Wolf. Gotcha. Okay. Who they got to write for this. Um, but uh Kale, what show is that? Like it's how the would old- I it's the old Teen Titans, not Teen Titans Go, but the ones yeah. Teen Titan Go, Teen Titans Go is based on. Probably Yo, season one. It's really the good. Network stuff. Yeah, I've never seen that show. Oh, it's, so oh, it's great, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Wow, I didn't know like, that. It's like you know how kiddie Teen Titans Go is. This, uh, it's not Justice League like uh, mature animation. Mm. You know. It still feels like lighthearted and jokey, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and it feels good and it's watchable. 
and the stuff they um the stuff that they get into when they really get into it plays man it's it's good top lane says sean doesn't know about the juice all right <laughs> it's <laughs> Damn, really good, i might have man. to get into it man i might have to become I a team Titans fan. Yeah, great villain of the week sort of stuff too on that show yeah like the yep. controller dr light oh, oh so that's good. right killer there's a, there's an episode where starfire goes into the future and we see nightwing for the first time like oh the re, you know sick. The whole the red f- x the stuff future too. nightwing yeah oh the red x stuff come oh, on yeah, yeah dude oh, that's so that's good. where it originated from right that wasn't a comic book concept that was a yeah that yeah. was yeah in the show yeah you gotta watch that you will love the red x stuff Damn. yeah Oh, like lightly like, out of me. like anime influence as well whereas yeah, like yeah. jl like the justice league really was more traditional but yeah dude holds up and and i think it like the show grows from being that like monster of the week to be like to having yeah. these arcs so like for me the was it the trigon stuff mm-hmm. awesome all right that's exciting i can't wait to dive into that Kind of lays the groundwork for what Young Justice eventually became. So, uh, did you, Marco, of. Marco, Kale, did you have anything? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm reading Swamp Thing at the moment. I, I think I, on the main show I've mentioned I'm doing a, a reread, and it's like a part of a five part series, uh, just looking at other arcs outside of you know the Brilliant Rights and stuff, the Alan Moore, the stuff that everybody knows and loves. Like, what are the other things that need? that a little bit of that that uh, love and appreciation um so currently deep into the like hundreds i'm in like the 110s at the moment uh with nancy collins when she came on to the book and it's been a lot of fun hmm. is she a novelist i believe she started as a that novelist sounds like a name i saw in books at barnes and noble when i worked there she... am i crazy or is susan collins maybe i'm thinking of susan collins i think it might be oh, thinking of susan maybe. collins yeah but her stuff is uh, really good. I think she's a very underrated writer. Hmm. Nice. Um, Hill, you didn't have anything? No, nothing over here. I've been watching a ton of Cheers. Huh. Uh, the other Norm. Yeah, yeah, yeah the other Norm. <laughs> uh, the other Ted Dance and a lot of Ted dancing in my house right now. That's it, really. All right. Well, that's what we've been reading. Here's what we will be reading. And we're going to talk about that in a segment we like to call House Pulls. Tyler, right, who's up? Take it away. Uh, Sean, the vigil number two. Yes. Um, so we just had Rom V on the show. Uh, right. And uh, the vigil is fantastic. We didn't talk too much about it just because there was so much other stuff going on. But issue one was truly a banger. Uh, if you're looking for like a fresh story that has superhero uh, elements to some degree but it really is a different flavor and flair in the way that only rom v can do it pick up the vigil i can't wait for issue two pretty sure fire bet will be reviewing it but uh yeah it's a great series so pick it up uh and then yeah you me and kale i believe uh wanted to talk about ultimate invasion which is definitely what we'll be reading next week <laughs> We should probably just do Ultimate Invasion, and that's it. We might have enough to talk about. Okay. Right. Yeah, uh, it's hard. It's hard not to be caught up in the excitement of it. Yeah. Uh, normally, I wouldn't go for an event book like this, but this is kind of a big deal. 
Hickman. Yeah, Hickman bringing back the Ultimate Universe. It's got a lot of parts that I gotta say, it's got me. Got Brian Hitch drawing Namor looking like Damian Priest. You know, let's it's we'll see. <laughs> One seven more days. Um, Very excited. And I want to check out Wonder Woman number eight hundred. Uh, this is the exercise spectacular um, that starts Tom King's run on the on the book. Uh, but that wasn't the reason why I wanted to pick it up because this seems like they're kind of taking the same route they did with the Flash uh, seven hundred, I believe. Um, and I really enjoyed it. So if they kind of do that style of anniversary issue, I mean, like Gail Simone's back for this, I believe. I'll, I'll get the the list up here. But there's like an all star team of of people coming back for this book. Um, I think I actually do. I have the list. I might actually. I have it have here. Yeah, uh, Becky Cloonan's okay. on there. Uh, uh, Nock is on it. We got some Jen Bartell and Joelle Jones on there. Uh, no, Gail Simone. I lied. Um, but yeah, some really really good artists coming up on this. So yeah, yeah, it's gonna be cool. Uh, and then uh, what's the other one? Oh, uh, Marco, were you doing the Incredible Hulk? Is that you? Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, Philip Kennedy Johnson's on this, and I've uh, just been blown away by a lot of his work recently. And mm-hmm. so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow him to see how this comes out. I'm I'm interested to see how he's gonna take this character uh, and uh, bring some kind of life into him. But uh, yeah, he's a good writer to to be on the lookout for. Nick Klein is not a slouch either. So yeah. Um, and you also brought up uh, Wild's End, number one. Yeah, so Wild's End is, this is a follow-up from previously Wild's End, a boom book back in like 2014. And yeah. yep. I had so much fun with that book. Uh, it's anthropomorphized animals, almost like Black Sad. Uh, and in this 30s, 40s world of basically uh the the world of worlds happens and you get these like tech tentacle machines and they start wrecking havoc in this small new england town um and it ends but it ends on some sort of a cliffhanger and for years i put this you know away in the back of my mind and then i'm scrolling through for to to pull this i'm like wild zen oh they must be doing some kind of like re-release i I look into i'm like oh this is they're finally going to continue this story so this is dan abnett um ing culbert uh, so I'm excited to see how maybe this ends the the story or this is just like another chapter, whatever it is. I had so much fun with it that I'm excited to to be reading this again or for it to come back. Dude, when you put it on your polls list, I'm like, wait, what are they re-releasing this for? <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what? That's like, crazy. Oh, shit. It's back. Okay, cool. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's a little Black Sad, a little Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, yeah. It's quirky, but good. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, and then Kale, you wanted to check out Tales of Suspense. Suspense. Yeah, this is. Uh, it seems like a new horror anthology from Image. Um, it's it's got uh, two parts: uh, Le Mort Thirteen and Dreamweaver from Chris Ryle and Nelson Daniel. Uh, T. P. Louise and Ashley Wood do Le Mort Thirteen. Was this the Image book? Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Um, I don't know the uh, <laughs> the synopsis of both were uh, was a little iffy, but I figure it's a, a horror anthology, so we'll give it a shot. It really uh, tests in the limits of uh, 
IP with the title of that book, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, horror anthology seems to be working on Image, so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, that's what we'll might be talking about next week. Yeah, those are the books that we're looking forward to. Let us know what you're looking forward to. Let us know what you guys are reading. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, thank you to everybody in the chat who's been doing just that. You guys are fantastic all night long. Really appreciate the love and support. If you guys want to show your love and support to us, just something as simple as leaving a like on the video helps us out a ton. Subscribing if you're somehow not when we're live, leaving super chats is fantastic and shows us that you appreciate what we're doing. But the best way to support us is, of course, to head on over to patreon.com slash the comics pals and, uh, your support is what makes this happen, honestly. Your support is what makes this happen. Your support lets us know that you're into what we're doing, and uh, we love to give back, and we love to, you know, go the extra mile uh, for you guys. In fact, I think we might actually have to record another episode of Palling Around here uh, tonight. So we're we're not done. Um, so, you know, thank you for every ounce of support that you guys show. Hopefully you'll come this Saturday. For Tyler and I's birthday episode, of course, we will be live at 10.15 a.m. Eastern on YouTube and Twitch. Twitch, maybe for the last time, uh, just want to reiterate that we are leaving Twitch. We did mention that uh, this past Saturday, so that is still in the works. Um, until they change their policies and make them more streamer-friendly, we feel like YouTube is a great home for us. You guys are amazing to us on YouTube, so we feel like that's our home. Um, but we will be on both platforms this Saturday. So come hang out with us, show us some love. We'll show you some love back. It's going to be a great time. Join our discord server. If you enjoy the conversation in the live chat, if you enjoy us, we're there too. We talk in there every day. It's a great time. Um, we're very good about spoilers and just, it's a place about respect and having a good time talking comics. So come hang out with us over there for everything else at the comics pals. Thank you so much for watching. We will be back Saturday. Our Flash review will be out Sunday. Until then, take care, guys. See you next week.